What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In the middle of flashing lights and confetti and fireworks, singing and dancing, I just felt so much joy. I felt so much hope. And it was like, this is the hope that we've been missing. This is, this is the joy. This is the thing that's been missing, at least from my life, for almost two years now. Hi there, this is Sarah Kuhn. If you are an INFJ or in a relationship with an INFJ or related to an INFJ in any way and you want to figure out how they operate, what makes them tick, and how to communicate with them better, this is the show for you. It's called The Quiet Ones. This is a show that deconstructs INFJs, what they are, how they think, how they feel, how they operate, and how they relate to people with other personality types. Whether you have just found out that you're an INFJ or have known for a number of years, there is something for everyone. You will learn more about your personality type so that you understand who you are and understand how you operate in the workplace, in relationships, in your family, and with friends. I want you to walk away from every episode feeling like you have a place of belonging, feeling like you are no longer alone, feeling like you have a place to be heard and seen and understood as you really are. This is a place to connect with other INFJs, to learn and grow and really thrive. I want to give you inspiration and real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to live your best life every single day. Though INFJs are very rare, you are not alone in this world. You are not the only one who thinks the way that you do and feels the way that you do. Hear from real INFJs just like Thank you. Hey guys, it's Sarah. Welcome to another episode of The Quiet Ones. This week has been a week for me. I wrote a blog post, the new one this week. It's called I'm Not Okay. And I was just kind of downloading everything that I've been going through this week where it just seems like it's one thing after another. I even jumped on Instagram to talk about it, which is linked in the blog post, which I will link here um, in the show notes. But it talks about how a couple of weeks ago I went to a couple of concerts and I just felt hope and joy, like everything was going to be okay again. And then there was the come down from going to those concerts and that was rough. And then... I got into this silly, ridiculous argument on Facebook, and for some reason it affected me so much. And then I was watching the news, and again, there was, it was a lot. It's still a lot. I'm still working through it and processing it. And I was talking to my mom. We were talking about what we saw in the news and how it was just so devastating and so completely awful. And then we had something else to talk about. And she said, 
it doesn't, th- it doesn't feel like we should talk about this. Like it's a problem, but it's not like really a problem. You know, it's, it seems like such a small thing compared to what other people are going through. And it is me just saying, like, I'm sitting here at home in this safe place. It's comfortable. I have air conditioner. I have food in the fridge. It's, it seems like so selfish to say, I feel bad. I feel icky. I'm not okay. But the problem there is that we get into this competition and this comparison game. Of course, there are other people in the world who have it bad. There are probably people in the same city that you do, probably in the same neighborhood, maybe even in the same house who have it way worse than you do. But that doesn't mean that the pain that you feel is less. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed to feel pain because other people have worse pain. You should still, I mean, you still have pain, right? It's still okay to recognize that pain. It's still okay to say, I'm not okay. And to do the things that you need to do to help yourself feel better. And maybe there's a way that you can help the other people who are in pain. I'm still looking for a way, and I hope that you are as well. But I also hope that you recognize when you're in pain and that it's okay to take care of yourself and and to feel like you're not okay for a while. Sometimes the best thing that you can do is just to sit with that pain and to feel that pain and to not rush out of it. We always want to feel better, right? We, you probably have a bottle of Advil in the cabinet like I do because when you have a headache, you're like, I don't want to sit with this pain. I want it to go away. And so you go look for the Advil and it goes away. But a lot of the pain that we have, the emotional pain that we go through, There is no magic pill that makes it go away. The best thing that you can do is is sit with it. Recognize it. That's, I mean, sitting with it is the fastest way, actually, and the best thing to make it better, to figure out what the next step is after that. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to tell you real quick about a free workshop that I'm doing that's called I'm an INFJ, What Now?, So many people ask me this question. They send me emails, direct messages, sometimes comments, and they say, okay, so I found out I'm an INFJ personality type. What does that mean? Like, what do I do now? What's the reason? Like, what's the next step? What is the thing to do? So now is actually the fun part. Now is where you get to dive into all of those things that brought you into looking at your personality in the first place. There's a reason that you wanted to know your personality type, right? There's a reason that you wanted to know more about yourself. You're looking for something. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's self-love. Maybe it's empowerment. Maybe it's growth or purpose. Whatever it is, I want to help you find that thing. So I'm hosting this free workshop. It's called I'm an INFJ, What Now? And we're going to cover what the next step is to help you understand your, your personality better 
and to help you find self-love and confidence so that you can do all of these things that you want to do. Again, it's completely free, so I hope that you'll join me. You can sign up at infjwoman.com slash workshop, and there's a link for it in the show notes. So this week on the podcast, I wanted to share with you, I made a video after I went to the concert. Um, I went to two concerts, actually. One was in Baltimore, Maryland, and one was at Fenway Park here in Boston. And so I wanted to share with that video, that video with you. And I hope that you'll find some of the joy that I found at Fenway. Hi there. I just wanted to jump on and say hi real quick. Um, it's been one of those days. And so I had a couple of things that I wanted to share with you. Um, this morning, if you're on my email list, I, I started the day really badly. <laughs> I, I was supposed to send out an email to about six people. And instead of sending it to six people, I sent it to like 6,000 people. Um, it's one of the fun things about doing mass emails. Every once in a while you mess up. And that stinks. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to clarify just a little bit in case, um, in case anybody is still confused. Um, we're doing the book club tonight, which will be here on Instagram Live at 7 o'clock Eastern, which is just in a couple of hours. And um, after that, I'm going to do a workshop about how to find your purpose. And that you can sign up for. There are several links. Um, if you go to my bio, there's probably still a link in my stories. If not, I'll, I'll post another one as soon as I'm done here. Um, we're going to talk about how to find your purpose, how to figure out why you're here, what you're supposed to do. And it's a great workshop for if you're in college and you're not really sure what kind of job that you want, or if you're out of college and you're in a job that you hate and you don't really know what to do, um, or if you just feel like you don't you don't have a lot of meaning in your life and you're just looking for some more direction or some more meaning. It's a great, great workshop for that. Um, I also wanted to t tell you a little bit about last week. Um, I, I did something last week that I haven't done in a couple of years now. Um, I went to Baltimore on Wednesday. I got to ride the train from Boston and I love riding the train. And it was about six hours on the train, so um, there was a lot to see. Um, and then I came back to Boston on Thursday, and I went to Fenway Park on Friday. And I got to see my favorite band. You can see them behind me, New Kids on the Block. I got to see them twice. And I met up with some of my friends in Baltimore. Um, a couple of them had only been like Instagram friends, which I've been friends with them for like three years now, just through Instagram. But it was so much fun. It felt normal. We went out to dinner. We went out on Wednesday before the show and then we went out when we got back um, on Thursday. 
And then on Friday, Friday was one of the hottest days of the year here in Boston. And I know I don't have a lot to complain about because hot here in Boston is like 90 degrees. <laughs> it's nothing like what the rest of the United States has been going through. Um, but it's still, I, I'm not really a fan of the whole summer thing. I don't like it being hot. Um, so one of the hottest days and I totally forgot that Fenway Park is in the middle of town and there's no parking there. And so the day of the show, I'm like, maybe I'll just take an Uber. And I looked at Uber a few hours before I had to leave and it was like $40. And I'm like, well, that's kind of expensive, but that's Boston, right? It'll probably be $50 to park anyway. So then when I was ready to leave, I checked Uber again and it was like $100. And I'm like, ooh, if it's $100 now, it'll be like a disaster after the show. So I ended up driving and I found a place to park that's like a mile from the ballpark. And so I had to walk a mile. And um, it was really kind of cool actually because there was a whole bunch of people that were walking from where I parked over to Fenway. And then we were standing outside because we were early. And <laughs> so you have to stand outside and wait until they open the gates. And I was talking to somebody in line behind me. We were talking about shows that she had been to and I told her about some of the shows that I had been to. And it just, again, it felt so normal. It felt like so much fun, like something that I hadn't felt in a long time. When the show started, we finally get inside. Well, before the show started, I finally get inside. One of my friends had asked me to buy her a t-shirt and so I called her because I was in line and you know it was like my turn and I didn't know which one she wanted so I called her and I ended up talking to her for like an hour and a half um, while I was waiting for the show to start and she was somebody that I've really only I think I only met her once in person but then again, we've been Instagram and Facebook friends for a couple of years now. And then the show finally started and in the middle of flashing lights and confetti and fireworks, singing and dancing, I just felt so much joy. I felt so much hope and it was like, this is the hope that we've been missing. This is, this is the joy. This is the thing that's been missing, at least from my life, for almost two years now. Um, I don't know about you, but one of the things I was talking to my friend with before the, uh, about before the show was that we focus so much on the news. We focus on what's going on all the all the fear all the concern all of the the anger there's a lot of anger <laughs> um when i was growing up my grandpa was very angry about politics all the time and my mom was always like just don't bring it up don't make it worse you know he's gonna yell about politics just don't make it worse every time we go see him. And then my dad got a little bit older 
a new president got elected and he started yelling about politics. Everything was about politics. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like genetic, like it runs in my family, but hopefully I have, you know, 50 or 60 years before I get there. And then last year happened, COVID and all of that. And I started watching the news all the time, which I had never done before. And my friend told me, she's like, once you see it, you can't not see it. And I, I hope, I really hope to God that's not true. <laughs> because last year, not only was I sick for most of last year, but I spent a lot of time watching the news. And now I'm that person who's angry and yelling and throwing huge fits about politics. And everything that I talk about is about politics. And I hate it. I don't like being angry. I don't like living in fear. I don't like all of the uncertainty. I don't like, it feels like a lot of fear mongering. Like they're just looking for something to tell people to be afraid of. Um, and I don't like that. It feels like just trying to survive. And there's no hope there. There's no joy there. There's no happiness there. So going to the concert for me was like, not only was it like a lot of fun that I needed, but it was kind of this awakening for me too. Like I've been living in the wrong mindset. I've been living in this wrong place that is not fun and I don't want to be there. Um, I want to focus on something better. I want to focus on joy and hope. Um, and I want to figure out how to do that every single day. One of my friends is starting a business where she's focusing on joy. And that's like the whole point of her business. You know that like people like Evan Carmichael, he talks about believe all the time. Like you have to believe in yourself. And the thing that I've decided to focus on in my business is understanding. I want to help people understand themselves and I want to help help you understand yourself, help you understand what self-love is, help you understand how to have it. Um, but there has to be joy in part of that too, right? So this friend of mine who's starting this business about joy, she asked me what I do every single day or every single week to bring joy into my life. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think I do anything. And I had to really think about it. It was kind of one of those questions that's like, do I really not do anything? Um, I watch the news, that doesn't bring me joy. I go to work, that doesn't really bring me joy, not my day job at least. <laughs> um, um, what else do I do every single day? I go get coffee in the morning, that brings me joy. So maybe coffee, maybe that's my thing. Um, I used to live right next to the beach and I loved the ocean. I still love the ocean. I just don't live next to the next to the ocean anymore. It's not right across the street. And even though it's only maybe 10 minutes down the road, I, I just don't ever go down there. It's summertime and there's tons of people down there and now you have to pay to park. Um, 
after Labor Day, you don't have to pay to park, so I will definitely be heading down there more. Um, and there will be a lot less people down there too, which makes it better. Um, but other than that, it's like, what, what is it that, that brings me joy? I was telling my friends, um, we need more concert tickets. <laughs> we, we need something else to look forward to. We need that next thing. Because the joy for me from the concerts isn't just going to the concerts, even though that's a lot of fun. It's also making plans. It's looking forward to it. It's knowing that it's going to be a great time. And then one of the things that I did too, which felt a little bit obnoxious at the concert, but I have an explanation. Um, since I went to two concerts, the first one I knew was going to be a little bit more calm because it was kind of like a rehearsal for Fenway because, you know, Fenway was the big show. There was almost 40,000 people there. And the one that we went to in Baltimore, there was maybe 5,000 people there, maybe, maybe 10. I'm not really sure how many. It was a lot smaller venue, though. Um... So when, it, and we had better seats in Baltimore too. I was like in the second row in Baltimore. So I took the opportunity to film the whole concert with my phone. And like I said, it might have been a little bit obnoxious, but now you don't just get joy from going to the concert. You get joy from watching the concert. And I threw it up on YouTube because a lot of my friends didn't get to go. And so now there's been like 10,000 people that have watched it in, in a week. And I like to think that all of those people get joy from watching it too. So that's one thing that's like, okay, I, when I want to relive that joy, then I know where to go to get it. But we need some more tickets, right? <laughs> we need something else to look forward to. Um... So I wanted to ask you that question too. What do you do that brings joy into your life every single day, every single week? Is there, is there anything that you're doing? Um, I know for me, like, like I said, it was difficult to, to come up with an answer. But once I recognize that, then I'm like, okay, I need to figure out some things. I need to to back off of the fear, to back off of the anger, to to set it down, slowly walk away. And sometimes when, when you have one of those emotions or two of them that have taken up so much space in your life for, what, a year and a half now, um, it takes a little bit, it takes a little bit of focusing on something else it's almost like you have to come down from that and then move on to something else. Um, so I was thinking about some ideas of what, what might bring you joy. Some, some things that, that I've had on a list of like, I'm going to do these at some point. I just haven't done them yet. Um, going to get coffee with friends is one of my big things. And this is, Something that always, that I struggle with, and that I struggled with with the concert too. I like making the plans. I like going 
to the event, whether it's going to, whether it's just going to get coffee with one of my friends, whether it's going to a concert, any of these things that I plan. I like making the plans. And then it comes to going and like a couple of days before I get really like anxious. I get super nervous and I spend like two or three days, maybe longer depending on how big of an event it is. But I spend all this time, um, I spend all this time thinking I'm gonna cancel, I don't wanna go. This is, there's gonna be a lot of people there. Like what's, what's gonna happen, you know? Maybe I should cancel, maybe I should just cancel. Like I don't wanna go, but I do wanna go. And it helps when I go to the concerts that I've spent so much money on the tickets because then it's like, I can't cancel because I spent all this money and I made these plans with my friends and I don't want to tell them, no, I'm not going to come. Um, but if I can get past that, um, it's almost like you have to prepare for that in advance, right? You know that that's coming. So you prepare for the dip. You prepare for the bad feelings and you say, okay, when I'm making these plans, I know that I'm going to be anxious at some point. So what am I going to do when I get anxious? Is there somebody that I can reach out to who can talk me down? Is there maybe a video from a past concert that I can go watch and say, yes, this is worth it. I'm definitely going to go. Uh, maybe remembering the last time you had coffee with your friends. Um, one of those Something, something that can just help you connect with those good feelings that you know that you're going to get. Um, so going to get coffee with friends, um, connecting with friends that you haven't spoken to in a while, picking up the phone, even though texting is so easy, right? Being on Instagram is so easy. Um, Facebook Messenger is so easy. And for me, there's a lot of anxiety in picking up the phone and making a phone call. Even if it's not a video call, if it's somebody I don't talk to all the time, like, and that list probably includes like my mom, <laughs> anybody else that's like, am I going to bother them or am I like, are they going to be annoyed that I called them? Are they going to be busy? Um, and too often I let all of those things get in my head rather than just saying, no, they, they're they probably looking forward to me calling them. You know, maybe the, it'll be a good conversation. And when I did call my friend, um, when I was waiting for the concert, she said, I don't know why you never call me. It's so nice to talk to you. We should talk more often. And I was like, yeah, we should. And I even told her, cause I always tell my friends this, please call me. <laughs> I would appreciate it so much if you would call me. I'm very rarely busy. I just don't like calling people, but I will talk to you if you call me. Um, something else that I put down is any of the things that you did before COVID that you don't do now. Things just like, um, I used to go downtown in downtown Boston and um, there's this French bakery down there that there's several of them in Boston, but there's this one that I absolutely love. And it's just the hassle of going downtown and, and all of that mess. Um, 
but there's some other things that I wanted to do. We're coming up on the fall season and I, that's like my favorite season. Um, there's tons of places around Boston that you can go apple picking and in the fall everybody goes. They get apple cider and um, apple cider donuts. Um, I want to explore some of the little towns around New England too. There's so many cute ones. A lot of people go to Salem, Massachusetts in October. Um, and then Plymouth in November. And there's, there's this cute little town in Rhode Island too called Newport. There are these mansions there that are absolutely gorgeous. It's so much fun. Um, so much fun to go see them. So those are some of the things that I'm going to be doing. Um, some of the things that I love to do that bring me joy. And I hope that you can find some things too. I hope that, that I've inspired you to take a look at some of the, the joy that you have in your life or that maybe you've been missing for a while and um, that you reconnect with it, that you find a way to, to reconnect with it. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I absolutely had so much fun going to Fenway and to Baltimore, getting to spend time with my friends and see my favorite band. It, it brought me so much joy. And I hope that in the future, there's a lot more joy. And whatever it is that you do, whether it's going to concerts or spending time with your friends, whatever it is, I hope that you find a way to bring you joy. I hope that you find a way, find something that brings you joy as well. I also hope that you will join me for a free workshop that I'm hosting. It's called I'm an INFJ, what now? So many people ask me this question. They send me emails, direct messages, sometimes comments, and they say, okay, so I found out I'm an INFJ personality type. What does that mean? Like, what do I do now? What's the reason? Like, what's the next step? What is the thing to do? So now is actually the fun part. Now is where you get to dive into all of those things that brought you into looking at your personality in the first place. There's a reason that you wanted to know your personality type, right? There's a reason that you wanted to know more about yourself. You're looking for something. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's self-love. Maybe it's empowerment. Maybe it's growth or purpose. Whatever it is. I want to help you find that thing. So I'm hosting this free workshop. It's called I'm an INFJ, what now? And we're going to cover what the next step is to help you understand your your personality better and to help you find self-love and confidence so that you can do all of these things that you want to do. Again, it's completely free, so I hope that you'll join me. You can sign up at infjwoman.com slash workshop, and there's a link for it in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you again next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.